Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the gang, you know, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to The Grief Gang Podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. This podcast has been created to tackle the tough but important conversations around grief with authenticity, realness, and having a laugh whilst we're at it. Look, we're all going to experience grief at some point in our life, in some way or another, so it's good to talk about it so that it's not much of a nightmare when it comes knocking at our doors. Grief can be incredibly lonely and isolating, but you don't have to feel lonely alone. On this podcast, you will hear various different stories and experiences, ones that will uplift you, inspire you, break your heart, mend your heart, and get you asking yourself some big questions. Some of these stories are my own, Some are from the wonderful, growing Grief Gang community, and some are from the incredible guest interviews. You will most likely cry. (laughs) I hope somewhere along the line you can get a giggle in. But I promise you, you will learn something. I haven't got a clue what you'll take away, but I know you will take away something. So this might be weird to say given the context, but happy listening. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode was meant to be short and sweet, but you know me, love to ramble. Today I'm talking to you all about grief and dreams, and I am dishing up some of my experiences of griefy dreams. In particular, I'm sharing with you two dreams that I had um, and had throughout the years after my mum died. Um, that one brought me an immense amount of comfort, and the other, not so much. In true fashion as well, I have asked the Grief Gang community to share their griefy dreams and what they were like. And we've got a real mixed bag. We've got some really wacky ones. We've got some creative ones. We've got some sad ones and some really comforting ones. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope that it brings you some comfort and knowledge that if you've had a griefy dream that you think is a bit out there, a bit outlandish, that you're not alone. And also just to note here that if you haven't had a dream about your person, 
person and you might be listening to this thinking oh for god's sake like well what everybody else is having a dream about their person and i'm not like you're not alone not everybody has these dreams and just because you don't it doesn't make you you know grieve for your person any less or love your person any less just because they are not coming into your dreams like let's be fucking real here we cannot control our dreams so like let's not get bogged down by it um i was someone who didn't dream of my mum for about a year after she died and someone who did get bogged down it realizing that this is actually something neurologically that i cannot control um so that little caveat there um so i will leave you to it okay let's get into it grief and dreams i have got a whole host of grief gang listeners and people in the community sharing their grief dreams with me today and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you two very staple grief dreams of mine that have throughout the years always stuck with me and they're you know I I I don't know about you guys but I am one of those people who have a dream and I fucking forget about it in the next 30 minutes of when I've woken up, like no matter by hook or by crook, if I try and remember that dream, it is not staying in the bank. Um, but grief and dreams and griefy dreams, let's, let's coin it as that to help it roll off the tongue a little bit better for me. (laughs) Um, it's been a topic that I think I wanted to explore, like honestly about three seasons ago and then just haven't gotten round to it. Um, and I'd, I'd like to say, it's really common and I think to a degree that it is but I know that not everybody has grief dreams so I just want to straight off the bat be like you know not be like oh we all had this experience because we haven't and not everybody has um had dreams about their loved one or loved ones and that you know if you're hearing oh all these different like grief dreams that people are having and you yet haven't had one like I don't want you to feel alienated by it or isolated by it so I'm not gonna kick this off and being like we've all got an experience because we might not and I can I can testify to that of um I I did not dream about my mum for a very long time after she died and that that is sometimes the case for some people and for some people they just don't they just don't dream of their person and so I just wanted to get that little caveat out there but today I put a call out on grief gang community on Instagram and if you're not really following please do go over there and follow and interact with me there have a little chin wag with me in the dms and um I asked what kind of dreams have you lot had or are having of your loved one and of course I got some very very interesting uh, DMs and messages come through. So before I kickstart into those, I'm going to share with you, like I said, two very staple grief dreams of mine that I have had about my mum. And they're two very different ends of the spectrum. One brought an immense amount of comfort and one just absolutely debilitated me. And I'll throw in a third one. It wasn't my dream, but it was one of my mum's friend's dreams that she had. And it was a, that was an interesting one. So we've got a nice one, a shit one, and an interesting one. So before I waste any more airtime, let's get into it. Let's start off with the nice one. <laughs> this is possibly one of my like most favourite 
just even anecdotes just to share and I think I may have maybe briefly discussed this on like another episode before or maybe on social media but I'm going to go into its full entirety here right now so let me take you back to 2018 February to be specific I can even give you the date and the timings because you'll soon realize why it is the night that my nephew who is now five um is being born he's coming he's a coming and my at the time I was living temporarily at my partner's house because the family home that we were living in was being renovated in order to prepare for my nephew uh, Leo to arrive so my brother is living at his partner's house um with her parents and I'm living at my partner's um dad's house so we're living separately but obviously you know we're in contact and whatnot and seeing each other you know preparing for Leo to be born and obviously with with Leo being the first grandchild like it was a real bittersweet journey um through uh I speak for myself like through the pregnant watching the pregnancy of my sister-in-law and just knowing that at the end of this you know mum wasn't going to be here for it and then also the excitement of this little baby coming into the family and coming into the into the um into the fold was really exciting so let's go to like I've fallen asleep I was due to go into work the next day so I still used to work at the airport getting up at crack of fucking ass and um a text comes through from my brother and he's like just like an fyi we think something's getting moving we're gonna go down to the hospital so immediately i'm on high alert i'm like oh my god oh my god and then they text like a couple hours later oh, he said he calls and he's like let's false alarm don't worry just go back to sleep and we will call you when like it's pretty much going and like he's here no he didn't know he was a he then when the baby's here um so it's like cool obviously uh, somehow I went back to sleep do you know what if there's one thing about me yeah ain't nothing getting in the way of me and my sleep <laughs> even if my mother died I still slept <laughs> am I a prick maybe that's one thing I never struggled with anyhow okay I go back to sleep like a log the dream begins so as I was saying, we were living all separately at this time and our family home was being renovated. So I was seeing the house being renovated. So I knew what it was looking like and, and the stages it was in. Had no idea what the end, you know, we had like, you know, landscaping and architect, you know, to look at it and stuff. But you, you don't know what the house is going to look like until it's done. So in this dream, I am in this new house. I'm in this new house. Um, and weirdly enough, it kind of did look like how it looks like now. Anyway, I'm in the new house and Helen has had the baby. My sister and I, she's had the baby. And I have walked into their now new bedroom where her and baby are. And but she's she's laying on the bed and baby is just laying next to her in the bed. And I've come to say hello and have a little bit of a cuddle. And so I've come in and I've pulled the duvet back off um, the baby. And the baby is wearing a blue baby grow. And this kind of ties in, I guess, with sort of like signs. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling. And baby's wearing a blue baby grow. So when we get a bit later on, you'll see why this really floored me. 
And I was just like, oh. And it was this, like, fair-skinned, blonde-ass baby. I was like, this ain't my nephew. (laughs) I was like, no, this isn't my nephew. Anyhow, pick up this baby and I'm cooing over what I'm presuming he in a blue baby grow. And I um, got him on my shoulder, I'm like bouncing him, cooing over him. And my sister-in-law's like, careful, I've just fed him. I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. Cooing away at him, bouncing him, little giggles and stuff. And then my back is turned to the bedroom door. And all of a sudden, this baby projectile vomits down my back all down my back like it's gone underneath my shirt like it's there and I'm like oh my god belly laughing my sister-in-law is absolutely besides herself and then this third laugh enters the room and I turn around and my mum is standing in the threshold of the door and she's just as how she was when she died, like same, you know, features, how she was when she died. And she stood in the, in the threshold of the door and I've turned to look at her and she's laughing as well. And in that moment, I've looked at her and we're all looking at her and we're laughing and there's no, oh my God, you're here there's no, what the fuck, you're meant to be dead. You're not meant to be here. Or why are you here? It was honestly just like things had never changed. And although the strange, like, paradoxical part of it is, is that we are in the house that is being renovated after she's died. So it was like a mesh of two worlds that were coming together post-mum and pre-mum and well just mum being here and so but it, the only sense of the feeling you know when a, a dream makes you feel something you feel like you're feeling it then and there you can really so, I find dreams fascinating and um it just really felt like she'd never gone and this was just how it was this is how it was meant to be how it was meant to be in our eyes and in our hearts and then just as I was about to say something to her, I wasn't even going to be like, oh, you're dead, what are you doing here? Or just to be like, hi, my phone rings. And I'm abruptly woken up by my phone ringing. And it's my brother. And I pick up the phone. This is about 6 a.m. now. Yeah, when was he born? I think it's born like 6.30 at 6.30 a.m. in February and he picks up and I just hear this little cooing, you know, baby gurgles in the background. And I go, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the baby's here. And then before I even say, what is it? He goes, it's a boy and his name's Leo. And elated, obviously, da, 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 da. I haven't even like registered the dream I've just had because I'm just absolutely fucking over the moon. And we're like, okay, we'll get in the car and come down right away. So as I'm in the shower collecting myself, getting myself together, I'm now digesting the dream that I have just had. And 
I've now registered the blue baby grow part. Say what you will, think what you feel. But I was like, that was spooky. I mean, it's a 50-50 chance in it. <laughs> it's nothing fucking, you know, you know, wow, you really guessed it there, Amber. It was a 50-50 chance. Anyhow, and I was like, oh my God. And it all just came down on me. I wouldn't say like a ton of bricks, but it all just swept over me. The dream that I had just had and mum entering the room. And previously, before my nephew was born, we'd spoken with um, some of my mum's friends who are quite spiritual and they very much believed and believe that, you know, there's this realm where those who have passed on and those who are entering the world kind of meet. And that mum was, you know, holding and looking after Leo during this time before he passes over into into this kind of, into this world. And that brought real great comfort for us at the time. And so when this dream almost in a way was like a gentle nod to that and how she sort of entered the room. And as I've come to unpack it and sort of just think about it throughout the years since this dream happened of how it felt like her kind of entering the room was almost like a little nod to to us of like your your turn now like you've got him now oh did they, i've played about this dream so many times didn't they get me choked up but thinking about that of yeah it really felt like she was passing this baby along to his mum and his dad and to all his family who love and adore him and almost like i've done i've done my time now i've looked after my boy um And I spent some time with him. We really felt like they spent time together um, in that in that plane of life. And now it's our turn to tap in, and you know, it takes a village to raise kids. And so, when I was in the shower and I was digesting this, I was a mess, girl. I was a mess. I was like hyperventilating. I was, and Joe was like, "Are you excited?" I was like, "Bro, my fucking dream!" I just and he was like, "Oh my god." And just, yeah, vomit down to the hospital and meet little Leo. And it was only a little while after that I shared that dream with um, my brother and sister-in-law. And yeah, it was, it was intense, that dream. Mega intense. And I love talking about it. And I love, I love, I love that that dream has stayed so clear to me. Um, Because as, as we will see in a few of these submissions that we've got, Sometimes dreams can really feel like a visitation and that they have come to see you. It can feel so surreal. It can feel so surreal and that, you know, your scenarios that you're having in the dream are very as of the present time for you. And just, you know, certain things that you two might have only said to each other come through in that conversation. It's so fascinating and it can be comforting and it can throw you off fucking kill and... I just, I'm so fascinated by grief dreams. Anyway, my grief dream number two, which wasn't as fucking lovely as that one. Oh, this one was actually, I actually, oh, it makes my, it makes my shoulder, as you can see, my shoulders just kind of go up when I think about this dream. This was, this dream came at a time in my life when things were really fucking bad. This was about six months prior to me starting Grief Gang. When I was just spiraling out of control, honey, I was damage fucking central. I was catastrophizing. I was, what's that? What's the actual word that I'm looking for? Self-sabotaging. I was self-sabotaging my life. And at this point, things are really difficult between um, my brother and I, and we weren't speaking at this time. And I was just cutting off 
everyone like left, right and centre, I was just not functioning well. And it is my 22nd birthday, yeah, and me and my partner, we go to New York. We love New York and I used to work, I was still working for an airline at that time, so it was like getting on the bus um, to go to New York and back if we wanted to. So we hop on a flight to New York. I was absolutely hungover on that flight as well. Fucking hell, it was bad. Cool. And um, get on the fl- we're there in New York. And I remember being so happy to be in New York and be there with Joe and be celebrating my birthday in this amazing city, but so deeply sad inside. Like, this, this, that was possibly my most saddest birthday ever of my life. Horrific. And I was feeling that. I was really feeling that weight of it internally really badly that whole summer was a bad summer and um we were a bit a little bit jet lagged so we had like a daytime nap before we were going out in the evening and I had a dream where I was at like a party like a party like a small gathering where basically every single person that I had fallen out with in that time frame that then three-year time frame um was there and obviously no one is talking to me because we've fallen out and this is really hostile really hostile cut the tension with a knife in this room but my mum is there and again it's not a oh why are you here you're dead you shouldn't be here there was a real weight of on me like of shame like I was almost avoiding my mum in this dream where I felt really shameful for my behaviours and my attitudes at that time in my life. And almost I didn't even want my mum's eyes to cast over me and like, you know, really look down like a real timid puppy who's been in trouble. And then me and mum get to talking and she's really hot. Like my mum, she was a hothead and like, but she wasn't a cold shoulder mother you knew what she was feeling and how she was feeling it she wasn't one to do the yeah cold shoulder and you can guess how I felt you knew how she felt and so this was a real different side to my mum that I had point blank never experienced in in my life with her and it was this real almost like mean girl vibe of this hostile the hostility the the disgust it was this she was disgusted by me and my behavior and in this dream I was really fighting tooth and nail to explain my case and be like well but they did this and this is why I react that I'm really really fighting my corner and she is just not having it and she didn't say anything nasty in particular but that's what I think what hurt it was just it was like I was so desperate in this dream for her validation and for her acknowledgement and she was actually it felt like in the dream that she was siding with these people who I had either decided to cut out of my life or have fallen out with and that was really fucking hard because as 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 I always I always knew my mum was my cheerleader my number one mum wasn't delusional if I was in the wrong she'd say you're in the fucking wrong there Amber but you're my child and I'm gonna support you but know what is right and know what is wrong and so in this dream to not have that support was honestly world shattering 
And in this dream, I start hysterically crying. I am like convulsing, crying, vomiting, crying. And I woke up in this dream in a bed in New York, hysterically crying. Like I have never, ever woken up from a dream crying in my life. And I heard, I would hear people say it and I was like, I don't get that. Like what? And I woke up to the wettest pillow (laughs) of my life. I must have been crying in my sleep quite a bit. And I've woken up crying and that weight and that sadness and that mood hung around my head like a dark cloud for hours after that. And well, for a long time, even you can hear it was probably now the real som som I can never say this word, somberness in my voice and just that dialed down tone, like it really oh fucking hell, really, really stuck with me. But not to the point where like it's like damaged me. <laughs> and I did really think in it, actually that was a real it was a real interesting point and quite a pivotal point really actually that dream. Um to actually sort of hold the mirror up to myself and be like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Why are you self-sabotaging so much like of course given context there were some things that I needed to people I needed to cut out of my life and I just didn't want them in my life and behaviors that I might not have been proud of but were necessary in the time um and so it, it gave me a real reflective um an opportunity to be quite reflective after that dream and uh, third one um that <laughs> see, i'm skipping along past that one so that was fucking shit that was an awful dream it was a great time in new york but that dream really uh really uh, dampened the mood hopefully i can go back to new york um later this summer and kind of rewrite my last new york visit <laughs> um and the third dream like i said that wasn't mine but it was a friend was was one of my mum's friends um she's very spiritual very into that stuff and uh, it was quite recent after mum died and as I touched on very early in the episode like for people who haven't dreamed of their person or, or you know are waiting on it I didn't dream about my mum I think about a good year after she died um my brain full-on just shut it out I, I I was just doing a little bit of reading to see like oh is there any kind of like explanation to things about grief dreams and why we might have them and why we may not and there was a few things that wrote I mean there was something else of substance to be honest why I haven't put it in um <laughs> but there was just, you know, little notes of the reasons why you might not be dreaming of your person. Um, it's because it's your moment of respite. Like, and this was what I sort of figured out myself of in that first year. And upon reflection of, I kind of figured out why, to me, I wasn't dreaming of my mum was because my sleep was the only time of the day and night that I actually got a little bit of respite of not thinking about her. And I feel like my brain cognitively and just wired and neurologically was like, this is your rest time. Like, we're just going to park all the mum shit for like the solid eight hours, if if at best, and just rest. Because as soon as your eyes open, look, it's game time. Mummy is on your mind. And so I, that's what I felt. And then kind of when I when I was, I guess, really beginning to kind of like heal myself a little bit was my my dreams kind of allowed her to come in very gently first and now when my mum is in my dreams like I couldn't tell you very much of a significant dream in the past couple of years to be honest she's very much just like a background babe (laughs) I can't lie she's very I love those ones because it's just very um mundane it's mundane and that's the shit that I miss the most the mundaneness with her 
And so she's just in the background doing a bit of housework or just sitting around reading the book. Um, She's not doing a whole lot of stuff and it's just very mundane. It's very normal, which I really enjoy. But yeah, my mum's friend, she had a dream quite quickly after mum died. And I remember that fed into my, well, why am I not dreaming of my mum? If people around her, around me and who loved her are dreaming about her, but her own daughter can't dream of her. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So that fed into that fucking beast. Um, and she dreamt, she knew mum for a long while. She knew mum um, when I was born. They both had um, their daughters uh, at the same time, me and her daughter. And um, she, so she knew mum young, in a younger state. Like she knew mum 20 plus years ago. And she said she dreamt, she said she had a dream of mum and that it was mum when she was younger and she had her long hair. So when mum died, she cut her hair short. She had short hair, like a bob, like a yeah, short bobbish cut. But when she was younger, she had long blonde hair. And she was back like, in that state. And so my mum's friend has seen her and is like, what? Like she's young, she's youthful, she's healthy. Um, she's young, young mum again. And she's happy. She's really happy in this in in this encounter. And my mum's friend is like, we're devastated. Like, we're devastated that you've gone. Like, she's gone. I think she was asking, like, why have you left us? Why have you left us? And mum was mum was just smiling at her and was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, don't worry. I'm fine. And my mum's friend was like yeah but we're not like we're not fine we're not fine without you and mum is just really she wasn't like it was just she was she said she looked really peaceful and was just like smiling at her, almost being like you know like when you're laughing off like a friend like oh stop being a silly goose she was like I'm fine like I'm absolutely fine and I remember hearing that and it did bring comfort at that time whether that felt like a messaging from her also tell us like I'm good wherever I am I'm good like don't you worry about me I need you lot to worry about yourselves and sort yourselves out and so that was an interesting one I found the interesting part of that was the fact that she came to her in a younger form in a younger form in a healthy revitalized form and I liked the thought of that I liked the imagery of that and of course many of us who have had people die um and we may have really traumatic imagery of our person and what they look like like my mum looked like Jabba the Hutt <laughs> my mum looked like Jabba the Hutt in that Chapel of Rest Boy and it weren't fucking pretty so it's nice to maybe have a dream where they're looking healthy revitalized cute serving Luke's you know so um yeah those are my three griefy um dreams for you I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, now let's get into some of listener submissions, grief gang community submissions. Okay, let's go through these. For several months after my dad's death, I had vivid dreams of being in a hospital setting and my dad telling me that he couldn't hold on and it was too much in different dreams. For context, he died during the pandemic from sepsis and I wasn't allowed to visit him and he died suddenly from a cardiac arrest in the early hours of the morning and we weren't there with him. I was haunted by these dreams at the time, but now they make so much sense. I don't have them anymore and I feel it was my dad telling me why he had to go. I was sleeping on my balcony, one of the only places where I could find a good night's sleep after my mum died. It was sunrise when my mum was sat by my side and rubbing my feet like she did when I was a kid. I could feel her presence and I caught her smell. She could not speak, but she held me tight and comforted me and gave me a feeling of it will be okay. Something we weren't able to do while she was dying. I woke up crying, but was and still am unbelievably thankful for that dream. I didn't dream about mum for the first year after she died. And then in the second year, I had a recurring dream for months. I feel like this was me too. First year, nothing. Second dream, start recurring. A recurring dream for months that I found her and she'd just been hiding all that time. And I tried to convince her to come out of hiding and come back home. Do you know how common that is of people dreaming of their person has run away it's another there's a funny one later on that i was like that was me through and fucking through i've had quite a few dreams about my late husband lee where i generally believe he's visited me i think i've maybe gone a bit nuts lol but it helps me through the grief honey we're all a bit nuts the best people are i'll tell you one of them lee came back from the dead to visit me for a catch-up he looked just like my lee before he got sick with bowel cancer so so handsome i showed him the things i've done around the house since he's been gone 16 months now he was so proud of what i've done he then disappeared i phoned him to ask him where he was he picked up and told me he had gone to the cemetery he was looking at his grave he then asked me when are you going to do the headstone i then began to stir and he quickly said you aren't alone i then woke up i'd been putting off doing his headstone as i couldn't face it Following this dream, I made an appointment and got the headstone done as I felt like he was telling me to get on with it and not be afraid. He gave me the kick I needed. In my dream, my deceased dad was shouting and telling me off like I was a kid. And in my dream, I realised that I'm no longer a child and I don't need him to treat me like one. I calmly responded to each thing he said and each time I did, I physically grew taller and stronger until I was taller and stronger than him and I could look down on him and I felt sorry for all his rage that no longer had any effect on me. I woke up feeling lightened and relieved and like a whole chunk of grief had been played out within that interaction. I used to be terrified of seeing my dad in my dreams but this time I was able to literally stand up to him. I never got to have an adult relationship with my dad 
and my childhood was filled with fear of his anger. To have a dream experience where I was able to confront those feelings helped me enormously put some of my grief and relationship with him into perspective and bring some calm to my sense of loss. I had a recurring dream for around four months after my mum passed that were back at her funeral, but that she was just sleeping in her casket. I'd be sobbing and I'd wake up sobbing too. And they'd wheel her in and she would roll over as if she was sleeping. I'd look around and ask if anyone, if they'd seen what I saw. And they'd look at me like I'm crazy. After my dad died in a car accident last year, I kept dreaming that he was throwing a going away party for everyone to see him off. And I was panicking trying to get there in time to see him before he left the venue. He was hit by a car at 11pm on a Friday night after being in the pub with his friends. I got there in time in the dream to see him and say goodbye and he was telling me to stop getting myself worked up over him. It was so realistic I woke up in shock that my dad had died. Like how could that ever happen? Dads aren't meant to die. In all my dreams with my mum in, I'm always telling her how much I love her in a really serious way and making sure she's heard it. She's always laughing and doesn't understand why I'm being so serious. I guess it's my subconscious doubts about whether she knew exactly how I felt about her before she died. I know she did, but it still doesn't mean I wouldn't tell her again a million times over if I had the chance. My dad lived in a block of eight units with a big shared garden and shared washing line outside. Him and his neighbour Diane worked in the garden together. It was really beautiful. After he died, I had this really vivid dream where I was sitting in his apartment, talking about how amazing his home was and how convenient it was to everything. In the dream, there was a cake shop nearby, but not in real life. We walked outside to see Diane and maybe go and get a coffee and cake from this cake shop. Suddenly, my dad wasn't with me anymore. I walked to the washing line with Diane, and on the line were all the clothes he always wore. His favourite jackets, polo shirts, walking shirts, etc. And next to the clothes was a photo of him that I took, hanging from the line and secured with two pegs. Diane and I looked at the photo, and she said to me, Your dad really loved you, you know. And then I woke up. It was a day or two after he died. The dream felt different like a message from him we were really really close it was like this intense soul connection I miss him so much my sister dreamt about my dad who had just passed at the time who could you could always find lying on the sofa watching telly in the sunshine in the dream he told us he got his own little room in heaven with a tv screen and that he was happy so that was enough to reassure me that he was okay up there this was really imaginative this one Not long after my dad passed, I dreamt that there was a company who organised visits to your loved ones, but only if they've taken up a job and you could only see them whilst they performed their job like... (laughs) I'm sorry, do you know what made me laugh at this one is that? Even in death, we're still slaves to the workforce. Slaves to the workforce. We are still working fucking hard for the money. She works hard for the money. You know what I mean? Even in death, even in heaven, even in wherever you believe, man's still got to put in a shift. I've still got to put in a shift somewhere. <laughs> so go back, back, back to the factory because it's really, it's really nice. I'm sorry I ruined it. 
only if they've taken up a job and you could only see them whilst they performed their job, like getting a haircut or having an MOT. My dad worked in a bakery and the only interaction we could have was when he served me at the till. And I tried to buy so many cakes to make the visit longer. <laughs> Don't see my heart. But they limited me and we were trying our best to hug over the till. But once he'd served me, I was moved away and had to leave. No! I'd be buying all the loaves, all the pan of chocolates, all the croissants. Oh my God. I really like that. I felt really like imaginative, very creative dream. But yeah, I was, I was, I was taken about the fact that even in death, you know, potentially we still might have to put in a nine to five shift. Can't cope. I always have dreams that my dad was actually alive this whole time. They vary from him being a secret spy, government hiding him due to a national security, or more heartbreaking ones like he's been alive, just living somewhere else, or alive somewhere with no memory of me or my family. As well as he's alive and I go up to him and he acts as if he's ne- as if he never was gone. Mm. So this is a bit weird, but my friend passed away a few years ago and I continually have a dream where she gets really mad at me for moving a dresser that she owned that I acquired in my dream, although in real life I don't have to stress about at all. But it's a dream I have again and again and again and she either gets upset about where I put it or she doesn't like how the light's hitting it. Whatever it is, it always has something to do with her not liking how I moved the dresser. It's super weird and I really don't know what the meaning behind it is. And she wasn't someone who got upset often in life about things like this, especially. But in a weird way, I'm thankful for the dream because in the dream, I always see her face super clearly and she's very expressive. And it's a little reminder of her personality and the little quirks she had when she expressed herself. She's like, don't move my damn dresser. (laughs) I lost my mum last month to a 10 year battle with cancer. A couple of weeks ago, I dreamt that she was still alive and appeared to be in her 20s again, and she gave birth to a baby girl. I took it as a sign that I should have a baby in order to feel close to her again. Just need to convince the other half now. <laughs> Do you know what I love this? The jump from A, from a to Z. We need to have a baby. We need to have a baby right now. I love that. That's like me. Look, I'm like... I. I Actually, you know what? Another random grief dream I had. It's not really grief because my loved one, she was still here with us. No, so I go into it. Basically, my, my loved one, she was really poorly and she had a bit of like, she, was, she wasn't all there with us presently. And she kept dreaming that I had a baby boy. Every time I'd call her on the phone, it's really peaking the pandemic, so I couldn't see her. So I was calling her and talking to her. And she, every time, for a good three weeks, she would say, how's my, how's my boy Bobby? And I say, who the fuck is Bobby? The first time I was like, who the fuck is Bobby? <laughs> and she was like, Bobby, your son? Like, she was talking to me like I was the crazy one. I was like, girl, I was like, I don't have a son called Bobby. And she was like, yeah, you do. Bobby, he was born like, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, she's, I don't know, she's clearly getting me confused with someone. I was like, but we ain't got a Bobby in the family. And then she called my mum's cousin, who's her niece. And she said to her, she's like, oh, you heard from Amber and her Bobby. And she was like, who is Bobby? so like i fully believe now that if i have a baby boy one day god willing that i have to call him bobby like i have to don't i bobby bobby c like i have to so that was interesting but i'm just like you i said to my partner i said oh well you know what this means here what i said if we have a son we gotta call him bobby (laughs) i have loads of dreams about my dad but this one sticks in my head 
It's quite simple, really. We're sat chatting on the sofa and he gives me a massive hug. He gave the best hugs. And he said, ah, oh, it's nice to hug you again, isn't it? And we carried on chatting as if nothing had happened. And, that, and that's it. That's the dream. A few days before he died, he gave me the biggest hug ever. Tighter than usual. And I thought, that's a bit longer than usual. But go on then. Now I know he probably knew it was our last goodbye. So that dream just makes me feel like he's still here, really. It's also nice that we actually speak in my dreams. Sometimes we don't. And he's just in the background, watching me live life. So it makes it extra special when we do speak. A weird grief dream. My mum passed in March and we have a cat that has just had kittens. Before my cat gave birth, I dreamt that my mum was pregnant with kittens. In the dream, she gave birth to what looked like a cat when it came out. It was a fully grown man who started to reel off maths equations. (laughs) My dad and my brother were cooing over this man as if he was a kitten. In other news, the kittens were born yesterday in a drawer under my bed. <laughs> and she sent videos of these kittens and they're fucking adorable. How funny it comes out and reaming off maths equations. <laughs> That's my worst nightmare. Anything to do with maths is my worst nightmare, to be fair. I lost my boyfriend about six weeks ago. He passed in his sleep, completely unexpected and unwarranted. No warning, nothing. Two days ago, I had a dream that me and him both had been diagnosed with cancer. My cancer was worse than his, but he still made a point to make sure that I got my dream proposal and dream engagement ring, even though he was sick too. I don't know what that means or why I dreamed that, but I woke up feeling completely crushed that I'm never going to get that real proposal from him. And that is it for the listener submissions. Thank you to everybody who shared those grief submissions with me. Some were funny, some were hard, and some were really, really, you know, um, creative, like the Baker one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, But yeah, I hope this episode lets you know that, you know, if you maybe had a bit of a wacky dream, that you're not alone and that we all have a little bit of a wacky, wacky dream. I was going to do a little segment in here, like looking into some research about grief dreams, but I thought, you know what, maybe I'll come back to that in the future. Maybe I'll get like a dream specialist or something on. But for this one, I wanted to keep it just very community centered and sharing your stories. So thank you for spending your time with me today and listening listening to the podcast and the submissions and I love 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 talking with you if you want to chat get involved share share your experience please do just drop me a dm it's where I'm most interactive um on my social media platforms and I'm always really happy to chat if it does take me a little while I will always get back to you <laughs> but just bear with me but I always love to chat and my dms are always open so thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the grief gang podcast Thanks for tuning in this week. I truly appreciate every single person who listens to the show. By doing so, you're actually helping more people find the show and in turn support themselves. You can keep up to date and become part of the Grief Gang community by following us on social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Check out our website and blog too. And if you fancy, you can sign up to our newsletter where you will receive regular emails and first to knows on events and workshops. All links for the above are in the episode footnotes. Big love. Look after yourself. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I will see you next week. 